Welcome to Lessons for Life, where we seek to learn, love, and live the Word of God. Now, here is James Long Jr. Hello, everyone. I'd like to talk to you today about guilt. And there's so many people in our country and are so many people in our world that are struggling with a sense of guilt. Perhaps you're one of them. There is this sense of feeling condemned or under conviction. And this this can be very heavy. You can feel this sense of guilt from outside where you're being viewed as doing something wrong and you're constantly feeling judged and under the microscope. But then there's also an inner sense of guilt that many people have where they're constantly beating themselves up and feeling convicted. Well, there are times where that guilt is absolutely right. That guilt is absolutely accurate. Even though it feels badly, it's actually a good thing for you that it's letting you know that you're off course and you need to do something about it. There are other times that this feeling of guilt is wrong and it is not based on truth. And the problem is, is that our feelings are often deceptive. So it's very helpful to get a a sense of what it means to be guilty and what it means to find true forgiveness. Guilt lives in the courtroom where you stand before the judge. It says you are responsible for wrongdoing and are legally answerable. You are wrong. You have sinned. And the reality is, is this, in that situation, you need forgiveness. But don't forget that your censors for guilt and shame are fallible. They can be silent when they should say something, and they can sound alarms when there's nothing wrong. False alarms are not when we hear them. We must do something. They do not turn off by themselves. Ed Welsh shared that in his book, Shame Interrupted, which is a great book if you struggle with guilt or shame. Well, guilt is this deep sense of regret or remorse caused by feeling as though you've done something wrong, you failed, or you had some loss. In his book as well, Shame Interrupted, he talks about the fact that guilt and shame intersect when you sin or others sin against you. So there is a significant difference between what I'll call subjective guilt, that's where you feel guilty, and objective guilt, where you actually are guilty. If a moral law has been violated, the person is guilty whether they feel it or not. So day after day, there are people today that have broken moral laws and they feel guilty, rightfully so, for doing so. But then there are other people who break moral laws and they don't feel guilty, but they're still under guilt. There are others, on the other hand, that just feel guilty, and it doesn't mean that they've broken a moral law or not. And so there's a significant difference between true guilt and false guilt. So let's start with this. True guilt is caused by our sin, and it is how God calls us to repentance and restitution. True guilt comes from having a committed a breach of error, or gone against the conduct that God has laid out, his righteous standard. And the person experiences true guilt when they become aware of violating God's moral law in his revealed word. This awareness comes from convicting work of the Holy Spirit and the conscience God has placed within every person. That is what we'll call true guilt. But false guilt, on the other hand, is this burden of responsibility and blame that we place upon ourselves for failures to live up to our own standard or or the standard of others. It's an emotional state of guilt without a valid foundation. And so false guilt can also come from the fact that we have not accepted God's forgiveness or maybe accepted the forgiveness of others. But I want you to know that there's good news. The good news is this, and there's a doctrine called justification. Justification is by grace alone, through faith alone, because of Jesus Christ alone. Justification is the act of God's free grace to sinners. And what what he does in that justification is he pardons all of the person's sins, 
and then accepts them as righteous in his sight. It's not just being forgiven for those sins, but it is being put in a right relationship with God. There's this great passage in 2 Corinthians 5.21, and it says this, God made him, Christ, who knew no sin to be sin for us, and that in him we might become the righteousness of God. What is an amazing thing is here, we call it the great exchange, that Jesus Christ lived a perfectly righteous life from the womb all the way to the grave for you if you were in Christ. That righteous life has been credited to those who have trusted in Christ. But then what Christ also did was on the cross, he took the full weight of the wrath of God for the sins of those who would trust in him. So he took our guilt and punishment. We get his righteous life. What an amazing thing it is. So justification is not based on the character or conduct of the person being justified, but it is only by the mercy of God, and it is based on Christ's righteousness, and it is sealed by the redemption through his blood. The merits of Christ, his character and conduct, his righteous obedience has been imputed or credited to the account of the person who's being justified, and therefore it is given to us as a free gift. And that what Christ did was he fully and completely satisfied the justice of God on behalf of the justified person. That the only condition is faith, faith in Christ alone. And even that faith is given to you as a gift of God to a believer. And so now what we do is we receive redemption. He has bought us. We receive forgiveness. And all of this is a beautiful and wonderful and unmerited gift of God and his love for us. Perhaps you're sitting here today and you're thinking, I really don't know. You know, it's like I, I, I struggle with true guilt at times, or and I know I'm wrong. There are some answers for that. Uh, or maybe you're sitting here today and you're saying, I struggle with this false guilt, and people tell me all the time that I'm not wrong here, and but I feel it oftentimes. And, and since no sin was committed in false guilt, at least on this part, why do you think you're still feeling guilty? I, I wonder if you've ever sat down and shared this with somebody. You know, oftentimes what we'll find is that people are so dominated by this because they have not broken past things from their past that they're holding on to. Maybe they have people in your life in their lives that make them feel guilty. And and what you need to do is that if you're dealing with a sense of false guilt where you have not committed sin, I need you to call out to God and and I want you to cultivate thankfulness. And, and I want you to focus on the generosity of God and his great love for you. And I want you to cultivate the freedom in being able to be free from this, this false guilt, which is dominated by deceitful desires. But on the other hand, and this is true for many of us, unfortunately, that we are dealing with some true guilt. That this guilt is caused by sin that we have done. And, and this guilt can only be taken away by confession or repentance. This is the kind of guilt that is actually prompted by the Holy Spirit. And this actually should be an encouragement to you that if you're feeling badly because you've done something wrongly, then you are still feeling, and that's great. And that the Holy Spirit is working on your heart and your conscience, and the person should be encouraged by this. You should confess your sins and experience the cleansing of God. True repentance includes confession, which means to to say the same thing that God is saying. 
and it includes change. It's not just confessing it with your words, but there needs to be a change, a change in, in your mind intellectually. There needs to be a change in your desires, that's emotionally. But the most important area is there needs to be a change in your will and your actions. That's volitional change. In Proverbs, it says this, that he who conceals his sin will not prosper, but he who confesses it and forsakes it finds mercy. So in Proverbs 28, 13, we see that there are two strategies for dealing with sin. One is to conceal it, hide it, cover it up, and that is not going to cause you to prosper. But for those that confess it, that means to say the same thing um, as another or to agree with another. And ultimately, we're talking about God here. I want you to then confess it. And then we hear the wonderful promise in 1 John 1, 9, where it says, if we confess our sins, he is what? Faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So today, I want you to think about the fact that you can be pardoned from guilt. You can be free. You can be free if you're living under the uh, deception of false guilt, where you have not done anything wrong. Then I want you to cultivate the freedom. I want you to cultivate that thankfulness to God. I want you to focus away from the feeling and upward to God and outward to others. If you are struggling right now with false, uh, true guilt, where you clearly have done something wrong, where you've sinned, I want you to confess I want you to change, and I want you to remind yourself of the wonderful news of justification, that it's by grace alone, through faith alone, because of Christ alone. Blessings. This has been Lessons for Life with James Long, Jr. We hope you've been blessed. For more information, go to jameslongjr.org.